I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along I was driving home and I saw a car with okay. a license plate that said, and this is verbatim. Okay. There's a space between these words. A clown. <laughs> yeah. Like the license plate just, <laughs> it just says a clown. And I'm thinking, and like, okay, first my thought was like, oh, like a clown car. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But it's like a normal sized car. It's not yeah. like, it's not like one of the, it's not like a V-dub Beetle or something. Oh, that'd like, be a great like, Yeah. Like, like it's not like a small car that yeah. just says like a clown with yeah. license plate. It's, it's just a clown. It was a normal car. And I thought like, well, is this person like a clown? Yeah. Or did someone get their friends like a license plate <laughs> that says a clown or something? Oh my God. Imagine buying vanity plates for your friend that'd that would be so be, hard no that'd be so exhausting because you have to oh, like, yeah. go through the whole process you have of... to like commit some small identity theft <laughs> like a little bit just a little um uh, i mean unless the car is like not in their name like if it's mm-hmm. in like their parents name or like their friend's name or something like imagine your parents buying you a car and they get it all set up and, and they, then... <laughs> they get your vanity plate which is it's a clown, a clown. <laughs> okay anyway but i thought like oh man i could have a license plate that just says a baby. <laughs> a baby. The baby. Yeah, that would fit because it's like, okay, so, but this got me, this got me thinking. Yeah. What is a good vanity plate or even a bad vanity plate for littles? Okay, so rules yeah. are. Yeah. It has to, it can't be more than seven letters. Okay. Uh, best vanity plate, perfect vanity plate, small. small. No explanation, just small. Except the problem is because it's a it's a license plate, it'd be yeah. all capital letters. Yeah, small, aggressive, well, aggressive, small. small. I'm small. <laughs> um, and you can you can I, have one I of can those. just have Sophie. That's yeah. under seven or under eight, I guess. Yeah, you um, could just have Chloe, but that's not that's not good enough. A bad one is diaper. Just having it just be diaper. Diaper. <laughs> I I see that on the road and be like, what? Diaper. No. What? No. Um. I like I like the idea of doing like small or Sophie and then having one of those baby on board in parentheses I'm baby uh, uh, stickers. I, I like love that. those. Uh, poopies. Uh, pushies. Pushies. Uh, um, um. Soaked. <laughs> this is my car. Why does the license plate say soaked? It's like There's, oh, it rains a lot. We what? live in Seattle. Even if even if even if it's not about little or baby. If I saw someone whose license plate was like soaked or like moist, I'd be like, why? <laughs> why are you making me read that? It's deliberately there just to screw with people. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, uh. Another good one. Another one. I think Binky is a good one. It's very stealth. Like, if I saw it in a car, I wouldn't think about a pacifier. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Ready? Yeah. Because it's a car, it's your method of transportation. Yeah. Stroller. Stroller. You have to take out, like, the E, I think. Yeah, but that's totally fine. People do stroller, you know? Yeah. Or if you're, like, English or something, pram. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so pram, I don't know if it works well. Stroller works good because it's, like... Pram's like, like a stroller, right? Isn't yeah. Isn't like the same yeah. thing? Yeah. I think so. Maybe I think not. It's, Maybe it's more like I think the pram's the one that like you lay down in and it's, it gets pushed. It's even better. Yeah. 
No, yeah, but Pram like, also sounds like the kind of thing, like, if you name your car, you could even name your car, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's my car, Pram. And then people would be like, oh, yeah, that's like, that's kind of a weird, it's but a, kind it's of, a it's, a name, name, it's a name, like, I, no one would think, that. like, yeah. that's baby, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame that change me is eight and not seven, because, like, <laughs> people would just assume it's like, oh, like, an oil change, oh, you know? Oh, yeah. They just assume that. Changies. Changies. No, same problem. It's like it's eight letters. Ease. That, that's still eight <laughs> letters. Let's start the show. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the usual bet and 18 up age play discussion podcast. Every week we make a bet and the loser isn't diapers for the next episode. I am the non-Newtonian big sister and counter extraordinaire Sophie E. Elizabeth. And I'm the bet loser and baby sister Chloe Elizabeth. Absolutely I'm... baffled. That I won. This. I can't believe you won. I'm, People love size play. What the heck? I really underestimate the hypno elements of baby for <laughs> oh, people. Listen, I don't know if it's like for everybody or just our server, but our server loves hypno. Like the people on the server, they are they are so heavily skewed to hypnosis. It's probably because of all the hypnosis we put into this podcast that like oh, get people yeah. to and, join and us on our Patreon and like yeah we like we sort of you know it's it's, it's cyclical it's feeding into itself yeah, exactly okay I want to get started though yes let's dive in okay so um this is a special episode uh, it's it's a special we, we are we do them all the time now <laughs> we are going to be interviewing uh, a, a guest star a very big person in the community big star one of the biggest people in the community which is like really like flat on for our show and i feel super like uh, anyway but um we want to welcome riley kilo to uh the usual vet Woo! welcome to the show hi hello hello howdy thank you for having me thank you for being here this is so thrilling um, you. I hope the crinkles aren't coming up too. Oh no, the, we we hope they do. Yeah, it's that good content. It's, it's what's gonna get us the, the listens. <laughs> Every crinkle is like like I can see the like graph of viewership just spike up. <laughs> um. So first and foremost, I do want to say before we started this recording, I did ask Riley how to pronounce her name. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it is it is Riley Kilo. And yeah, like I that, was pronouncing it wrong for my whole life so that's fine yes. um <laughs> uh also i i just want to say like i i think a lot of people in their first introductions to age plan to abdl mm -hmm. as a concept i think riley is a big um yeah element of yes. that in general because um she's been on a a myriad of of different things including mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. um like my strange addictions like abdl yeah. abdl episode because that's like one of those those things that i think a lot of people saw yes um, it's it's one of those things I, I think at least for most people i've talked to that is it's it's unavoidable to have knowledge of this like like even beyond that like i know that you've been doing blogs and you've been doing videos and you've been super like participatory in mm -hmm. the abdl community for like 15 years or something mm -hmm. i just hit uh 16 years of writing Whoa. my blog just very recently oh yes gosh. in september that's yeah. crazy I, i'm over here like wow it's been three years of our <laughs> podcast Oof. i i can't believe we've been doing it for mm -hmm. this long <laughs> well it's a grand history a lot of people come and join and and people make big impacts and and uh i always uh conclude that 
the the things the way we affect our the world and our community mm-hmm. and people around us are is intangible in ways that we just can't know. So For you sure. know, sharing that positivity may affect folks in in ways I couldn't even imagine. So yeah, it's it's always exciting, and I try to I try to. Um, treat that with the diligence and uh, respect that I should because I know being the first uh, entrance to this community um, I try to be good and positive and, and show off the best sides of it. Absolutely I think you do a fantastic job of that. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know just when Thank I was younger like 18, 19, 20. Absolutely I, no younger. <laughs> and no, no younger than that. Um, <laughs> Riley was someone who just was a one of those those faces those names those concepts that mm-hmm. I helped me see like just a little bit more about this lifestyle yeah. is not just being this thing that like you hide away and, and you but, never share yeah. with the world but like something that is is uniquely us something that makes mm-hmm. up who we are and um, so first and foremost, I, I do want to thank you as like just a, a fan, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for saying it. And, and I'm all about the, the, I think ABDL should show the best side of ourselves. And I think your website and your podcast and stuff really shows a, a really positive side of the community. So everything you've said, I say back. So. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to give just uh, for any, maybe the, the one or okay, two people yeah, in the yeah. whole the world who 10, don't know who you are, um, <laughs> if you want to just give a quick rundown of who you are, what you've done, and um, kind of like what you're proud of, just a little on you. Yeah. Hit it up. Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm Riley Kilo and uh, aka Sadie Hawkins. I have my whole state kinky adult industry kind of thing um, going on. But uh, in terms of the ABDL community, I'm, I'm Riley Kilo. I have been for a long time, uh, 16 years now, and been writing Stay Diapered. You might have known it as Protection Blog and doing YouTube and various interviews and stuff. And I kind of took a break from media for a long time. And now I'm kind of getting back into publishing and, and just... Um, both sharing my life and, and discussing the important things in this community that are kind of oftentimes um, forgotten or, or um, shaded over and stuff. So uh, I, I'm all about building a healthy community. And by doing that, I just like to express my life and um, hope people will. I've always been a, a strong believer in um, uh, changing yourself in the best way to change the world or, or the best way you express yourself is, a, is the best way to change the world. So uh, I've just been... Yeah, just trying to spread smiles and, and you know, uh, some of the sh- tough stuff and struggles of being a little and stuff like that, but but always coming around to um, really embracing and enjoying this lifestyle. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, you know me from My Strange Addiction, Bill Cunningham. I was on Smosh recently. Uh, not Smosh. Uh, Anthony Padilla's show, uh, and who I went to school with back in the day, and I just, PewDiePie just did a thing about me, and, and just a whole bunch of stuff, so I didn't, I'm, I'm out there. I'm well-saturated. I didn't know, like, <laughs> half of those. That's crazy. <laughs> and just, like, your, your little bit on community and stuff, like, oh, girl right. after uh, my own heart. Yes. Uh, yeah, and and of course Sadie Hawkins is AVN nominated and won a bunch of awards and stuff like that. You know, not a bunch of awards. Yeah. But, you know, I I I have my whole presence there and stuff. So it's 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 kind of fun to have a porn star identity <laughs> with your porn star identity. You yeah. Know? <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. Do you want to uh, list any like specific links or anywhere where people can find oh, you? Oh yeah, like, we'll, Twitter we'll do it at the end as well. But yeah, yeah if you want to just give us a, a few links for people anything. to. 
I, I've got a, 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 a consistency uh, uh, thing going on with my site. So staykinky.com is my like uh, business card mm-hmm. porn adult site. And then staydiaper.com is like my main uh, website that's been running 16 years. You can go back and read my first post there called Panties at My Ankles the first <laughs> day about uh, how I was going to stay in diapers forever. And that lasted about a week. Um, and uh, so, uh, and then also if you're interested in kind of my transgender journey and um, like safer work, more safer work commentary on that, you can also check out transcaping.com. And so, yeah. Awesome. Wow, thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. Gosh, that's so awesome. Um, okay. Let's dive into topics and questions yes. and things. So I think that if people want your story, they can find it. I think that um, you've, you've got your blog <laughs> right, yeah, stuff, yeah. you've got your videos, you've been on TV. If people want to know what it is that, you, like how you came to be where you're at and everything, I think that's out there. Absolutely. Um, but as someone who, who has been in the ABDL community for such a long time and been such a, a big name I guess like a like just such a, a influential person in this community um I wanted to know over the past 16 years what sort of changes have you seen um what what are the pros and the cons of that what um what's the trajectory looking like for for age players in general mm-hmm. you know I think the the thing that I'm most surprised about uh, over the last five years is the face forwardness of this community. So for for a long time, it was I was really one of the very few people with a face, yeah. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And now with uh, Instagram and and just kind of the opening of the uh, idea of sex work to to the kind of common public and stuff like that, people are starting to, you know, and and as we know society is getting more and more compartmentalized and stuff like that and people are are starting to find their more niche communities and feeling more comfortable within those communities so really the idea that people can come out and say hi i'm an adult baby girl or i'm you know this kind of i'm expressing myself this way either for you know to to get just for fans money Mm -hmm. or just to express yourself that way um it is possible and it's not like a life destroying event to post your face in a picture with a diaper. Granted, it still has the same consequences and the opposition has grown. Uh, but I, I, it's just the, the amount of people that are coming out and expressing themselves. Every single day, I see a new cute diaper person on Twitter. And I'm not joking. Like, it's it's incredible oh, yeah. to me how, how many new people are out. For, For sure. sure. Like, totally agree. Like, not just... And I, I want to expand beyond just the, the idea of... Um, people who are public facing with with literal faces mm-hmm. but um <laughs> people who have been getting into things like story writing and art and um I know like recently like a lot of furries came out as like being baby furs and stuff so the idea of um having like someone new show up all the time on Twitter I see that a lot with like just artists and writers as well and I'm I'm constantly impressed like even my girlfriend is like writing ABDL smut now yeah. and it's like I'm so f- just proud of her to be stepping into <laughs> that realm and um it's almost like it's it's kind of uh it's approachable too because it's like a yep. niche thing you know so so people can sometimes be more lenient but I guess maybe with models and uh only fan stuff maybe that's not as true i don't know it's yeah 
my perspective is always uh, a community grows when money starts changing hands, right? <laughs> yeah. So a- hmm. as our community has, uh, and you look at the, the diaper companies, of course, was the, the first of it because, you know, this community has uh, people from all sorts of economic backgrounds and stuff, but mm-hmm. diapers are really expensive. So uh, yeah. <laughs> those those uh, companies blossomed because they were able to take uh, things like healthcare money and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, and AB deals were really able to to pour a lot of money into those organizations. And then you see, you know, um, uh, groups like AB Dreams, you know, they have that modeling mo- money, so they can create groups like uh, Little, I mean, um, Little for Big, which of course, you know, exploded and, and now markets uh, to a lot of non-ABDLs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, it's really, once the money starts changing hands, of uh, people start finding a place for themselves in this community, but unfortunately also, people come into this community seeing that money and going, hey, you know, maybe I can get a little bit of that. Yeah. And, uh, and and sometimes those people aren't the most honest people. But uh, overall, I have been just incredibly impressed by the amount of Patreons and just artists and, and just wonderful things happening all the time. And, and I love seeing pictures of people in diapers. So like, <laughs> I'm super in heaven, you know, because yeah. uh, every day it's nonstop diaper pictures and some of the cutest stuff all the time. So. I, I- it definitely kind of feels like we're in like an artist art renaissance of like of like the community like there is just like content constantly being created and and shared and it's really cool it's like when a new anime comes out and you go to like an anime convention oh, it's and you see everywhere, you yeah. see that anime like everywhere and it just keeps like growing <laughs> you and could, growing you could just say like genshin impact it's it's like every <laughs> any gaming or anime con you go to it's all just genshin impact <laughs> yeah I just I just signed up to a uh, Patreon that I think was doing Genshin Impact diaper <laughs> pictures. So I, 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 I agree with you there. Uh, yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, awesome. So. Oh, I was I was gonna say uh, there's a, a group out of France that's doing these incredible incredible uh, commercials for their diapers. I think it's FR Diaper Girls or something like that, and they posted this like television quality advertisement as well as i think abdl are uh did as well so some of the some of the video content is like really? incredible coming out they look like real real commercials and stuff like that i'll send you the links they're they're incredible yeah oh my gosh okay please do um if if you at home also want to like view whatever this link is because i'm, I'm super curious now um we'll probably put it in the description of the episode so you Absolutely. can just like check there okay um okay now, are we ready to jump topics? Yes. I, cool. uh, you mentioned earlier being like a very public facing person. Um, and like you said earlier on, that was like you were one of the only ones. Mm-hmm. And now you're sort of not one of the only ones, but still a, a, one of the, the bigger ones. Yes. And because you've been around for so long, that definitely makes you like one of those uh, poster Babs, for Poster baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to know what is it like being public facing like that, and like yeah. what what kind of um, ha- the think- reason I'm asking is because I think a lot of people are afraid of that kind of reality. Yeah, or people are afraid of like, oh well, what if people know of this about me, and instead of like either doing my thing, which is sugarcoating and be like, oh, everything will be fine. Or doing the opposite of like catastrophizing and being like, oh, everything will be terrible and yeah. fall apart. Um, I wanted like your real life experience, both historically and like more presently and how, how that's going. 
What's the reality of the situation? <laughs> well, uh, uh, some people, so some people uh, <laughs> uh, joined fame, but I was born in it. I was melded in it. You know, uh, in the sense that I, I've been acting my whole life. Oh, you know, yeah. ever uh, I, I auditioned to be in that movie Bushwhacked. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're familiar with the Mike uh, the Stern, Michael yeah. Stern movie. Anyway, uh, and uh, Daniel Stern, and uh, so you know, I have been involved in acting. I did production video a lot when I was a kid. I was in a, at some training videos and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, I was in, in this anti-abortion film when I was like 12 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, so some some of the my acting career is going to be left undiscussed. <laughs> um, and a lot of that was in my, you know, different name. So it's I've separated from that. But when, once I once I got to be an adult, I really rejected the acting, the mainstream acting mm -hmm. scene because of the, the abuse and stuff in it. And mm -hmm. um and so I moved forward and kind of decided to be kind of a more of an independent artist. I, I always uh, treasured people like uh, uh, Tarantino and, and Kevin Smith and mm -hmm. stuff. And so I decided to try this kind of gonzo uh, a journalist thing and kind of uh, forge my own path without the studios, without the, the agents and, and all the stuff that I grew up hating. Um, and so, you know, uh, in terms of becoming known in something that is generally controversial mm -hmm. or something that, that people might frown upon, it has definitely led to more positive interactions, but it's definitely um, created more anxiety and stuff because, it, you know, with something like this or, or any sort of internet presence thing, it is out there. The cat's out of the yep. bag. Yeah. All it takes is for somebody to find the right website, especially with My Strange Addiction, at any point... Uh, several years ago, I was at my friend's Thanksgiving, uh, very, very, just the, the Hallmark card Thanksgiving situation, and uh, and my strange addiction came on television. Oh my and god! And it was just like, it was just like, oh my god, there's a Nets game on. Could we watch that? You know that kind of yeah. thing. And uh, and but it was just a moment where it was like that would have been it for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That would have created a situation that would have been extremely uncomfortable. And, you know, and that's the s sacrifice I'm willing to take because if 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 that there were that moment where everybody turns to me at the at the at the dinner and goes, "Hey, what's going on?" Then I would be able to explain it and and I have a whole script in my head <laughs> and, stuff and and I'm uh, uh I am of a I have the real script and I also have the the lie script because mm -hmm. you have to understand that it's a safety thing that sometimes you just have to say, oh, I was an actor and they paid me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, you, sometimes, unfortunately, in life, you have to be dishonest to get yourself out of a jam. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, for me, I think it's led to a lot of positive things, but I, uh, I got a job in L.A. and the first day going to uh, initiation, it was, it was just great job, great pay, everything like that. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the other staff members turned to me and said, hey, I recognize you from somewhere. Uh, Were you on that TV show? And it was just like, well, that's that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you know, various things like that. So I, am, I will not tell anybody to go on television, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But I think when it comes to the internet, it is so compartmentalized and stuff, then it's, it's really not a big deal, especially if you dot your I's and, and cross your T's okay. and stuff like that. But in, in terms of actual, um, you know, uh, wide public exposure where you are trying to expose yourself mm -hmm. to a certain extent, uh, the, it's not quite exhibitionism, but, you know, uh, the, the um, trying to get public exposure does lead to a lot of sticky situations. But again, it's led to a lot more good 
sticky situations than bad sticky situations. So, so yeah. That's really interesting. I, I actually, I kind of assumed that because I, you've been on, like, TV and stuff that just, like, everybody, like, kind of knew about this. Like, I, I didn't realize how how hard it was for, like, normal, like, people, people not in the, the community to to c- connect those dots. Hey, I, I'm thinking about it now. And, again, I'm echoing Chloe's uh, kind of surprise here because yeah. I... You're, you're right that the kind of online community for something is extremely niche and really mm-hmm. not something that people just see. Like, like I, I'm not going to be able to recognize any like non-ABDL kink anything if I bump into someone because I, like, I, I'm not looking for that. Yeah. And even when I met um, one of my like friends, a vanilla friend, and I was talking to him and I told him that I was little, um, like he, <laughs> the word meant nothing. he was like, I don't like, I don't know what that is. I don't <laughs> he know. He was what like, like, what, like in a sorority. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and it's, and it, it he, he's, I, I consider him to be someone who's pretty up on like kink yeah. and sex stuff and like kind of aware of stuff. And he's still just, it, it was complete, like information amnesia mm-hmm. like there's there's no there's nothing there because unless you have something it's like how you you, you get a new car and then you see that car everywhere yeah. until something like is directly relevant <laughs> to you you're you just kind of don't notice it but then there's the disparity there between television where like it's almost this this consumption element of media where mm-hmm. it's there so people watch it and like like but the internet isn't exactly like that it's more like you have to really kind of look what yeah. it is that you're looking for in order to find it it's it's honestly kind of reassuring like like i mean i don't really worry about people finding out about me being like a little that much because like i i don't care but like for other people it's a big source of stress so maybe they'll listen to this and be like wow even like like Riley's been on TV and people still don't know. So like, yeah, me and my little corner of the internet, like I'm, I'm much safer than I think I am. Oh, absolutely, and I think especially with how much noise there is on the internet oh, now, yeah. and and how many constant faces and stuff, the idea that you can, uh, that the test I always when people say, oh, I'm too nervous to wear diapers in public, the test I always give them is walk around a mall for half an hour and see how many times you actually looked at people's waistbands, yeah. see how many times you actually looked at people's asses or whatever (laughs) you know and see what you notice in that time period i think that's an important perception check for Mm -hmm. anybody but um that idea of yeah people aren't gonna really notice and and uh one thing i always think about is how in this world we we love this the sex work but we we don't like the sex workers so we tend to enjoy the product but but treat the the person creating the product uh, bad so in it's the kind of situation where if you were in a group of 10 friends and they saw the adult baby, maybe there might be a situation where they, they you know, berate you or, or, or have things to say about you that that, that other you. Um, as opposed to if you're meeting that person one-to-one sitting next to them at a bar, then they're fascinated by it. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? For and that's sure. the experience. That's the experience I've had more than anything is people meeting them one-to-one and them going, wow, that is really fascinating. So, but I'm, I'm in politics. I'm in local politics and have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is something I have to compartmentalize, right? Sure. So that knowing them knowing about Riley Kilo or even Sadie Hawkins um, is, is something. And, and also, uh, and I've said this before to, to quite a bit of backlash, is 
I'm more afraid of people finding out that I'm transgender oh, than yeah. I am finding out that I'm little, you know, because finding out that I'm I'm little, then, oh, I'm just a weirdo or whatever. But being trans can really create difficulties for me, especially in, like, a relationship situation, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, it's And difficult. so not, not that I, yeah, not that I, you know, am, am not expressing myself uh, honestly, but it's just, it can be tough if you're talking to somebody and they go, oh, well, aren't you trans though? You know, it just can mm-hmm. be, it can be a difficult situation. Mm. So it's funny how you would think, oh, finding out as little is so bad, but really it's the trans stuff that actually elicits more danger. But granted, this is like a tiny, tiny percentage of it. It's all been really positive. Um, yeah. Can I tell you a, a quick story? Oh, Absolutely. please. Gosh. Um, so uh, I was living in LA and a friend of mine visited who's a very shy ABDL person. They're, they're famous themselves and they don't want to be associated with the scene you know uh because they're you know and stuff so um but they're a diaper lover like me and so we went to disneyland and we were waiting in line for pirates of the caribbean and uh a a young girl maybe 15 16 comes up to me and she goes i think i saw you on tv no she she did what the the young girls the the girls in school do is they said my friend says she saw you on tv and i want to and she wants to talk to you and so all of a sudden within about 30 seconds i say uh sure this gaggle of, of, uh, of blonde hair, braces, you know, they must have been for cheerleading or something at Disneyland. They all swarm around me asking me questions about the show and everything like that. And just kind of like, you were on TV. And it was more just like Midwest girls see the first famous person <laughs> they've ever seen. You know, that, 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 con- that connection of like they had never seen anybody on the television in person in real yeah. life before you know what i mean and it was like meeting elsa or something oh, like that. So and uh, <laughs> and uh, and so you know i was just friendly and cordial and stuff and of course i'm incredibly awkward because i'm this porn star mm-hmm. whatever and i'm surrounded by teenagers and you're you like know? hi children and so, don't uh, interact with me <laughs> yeah i was gonna say no minors a kink no minors a kink <laughs> uh, and uh, but you know it's just friendly and cordial and it was funny because that you know we're still in line. Yeah. And so throughout the throughout the journey, you can kind of hear him in the back giggling and stuff. And I'm there with my friend. And, and my friend's got his got his sunglasses on and he's pulling his kangle down. And he's just, you know, <laughs> trying his best to just not be present. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then, like, the next day, too, somebody on Hollywood Boulevard goes, hey, you're Sadie Hawkins, aren't you? And it's like, <laughs> ah, you know, and it's so I'm, I'm getting it from both ends. Yeah, so absolutely. It's, but it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's stuff like that is just the nectar of life. It's fun. And it's, it, you know, it's. It feels good. I mean, it's an ego thing a little bit too. It's I was like, gonna wow. say, is it is it yeah. absolutely terrifying or or, or just like flattering, like that someone can recognize you off the internet? I I have the most stereotypical comedian mindset in the sense that I am a very f- fun, happy, front facing person. Yeah. But I also have a very intense personal life that is very private, and and I like my privacy, and I like my, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I I have that clear distinction, so. I can really enjoy the the other side of the fence, the public side of the mm-hmm. fence, because I know that I do have that private side and that I can maintain my autonomy and, and, and stuff like that. But there is quite a bit of joy to, to, 
to being recognized, I guess, a little bit. Because, you know, it's it, it's also healthy stuff. It's for things that I'm, I'm proud of and that I did. When I was younger, I would get recognized for for, for uh, advertisements and stuff yeah. like that on, on local television. And that stuff, I don't care about. I don't like Carvel or I don't like Leatherbees. You know oh. what I mean? That kind of thing. That's a really so. good point. I guess because, like, you're more proud of the content you're putting yeah. out. than It means more that, like, people are recognizing you. Yeah, you have, like... Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's actually really cool. Huh. Granted, I'm not incredibly proud of my strange addiction, but I think yeah. for the time, there's the there's time. quite a bit to be proud of there. You know, there there were way worse, like public facing community things happening around that time period. Like that one was honestly a very positive for the time mm-hmm. period. I I actually want to ask a question. Um, this is just this is a, a personal. Like I'm just wondering. Um, in terms of what you wanted to portray on, or, or in general, okay, yeah. still present day, like things that you want to portray on things like TV shows or someone's talk shows or something like that, and like how you actually come across in the final production, do you like, does that kind of line up? Did, did they kind of uh, cut things or, or move things to you? kind of like, uh, like, I'm curious what that process looks like. Um, Anytime I see uh, something about ABDL, I think like, like yeah. I think How like did did, did, did they, they want this? that on there or yeah. like did they yeah so yeah I mean even our conversation here I'm thinking like an editor uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I've, I've I've always been from an editor perspective and so usually if I have something that I'm not confident about I will make it very very clear but I also tend to avoid I have some walls in my head that allow me to not reach certain subjects or yeah. say things that I think would be really irresponsible. So I try to be very precise when when doing that. But okay. yeah, it's. Uh, I think one of the most important things to remember, especially when it comes to television, is if you'll allow me to swear, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> really, nobody gives a shit. Like nobody, I, the, a lot of those shows, they shoot multiple times a day mm-hmm. and they just turn it right over. And you, you'd think that this is, since this is so important to us, that they would put in the equal amount of time and intention but they don't you know yeah. this editor just isn't paying attention and and you know and it, it just is it is what it is they're there to do a job okay. and again that's part of the reason why i stepped out of the mainstream industry because i'm here to make art i'm not here to do a job yeah you know uh that's such a good point uh, i guess i kind of assume that stuff like that gets sensationalized but they're just like ah oh, cool another episode another awesome episode, let's just get it out. let's get yeah. it out let's move on to the next thing exactly i mean these people aren't doing this to tell these stories they're doing it because they want to go home and, and get a spend time with their and, family yeah. and stuff yeah and so um and on that point uh the, real quick the the one thing that i always think about my number one piece of advice if you'll allow me yeah. uh to the abdl community is always uh the more the bigger you make a thing the bigger that thing will be so if you go on these shows or if you speak with these people and you're sitting down with them and you're, you're, you're holding your, your hands together and you're going, listen, this ABDL thing is really, you know, it's a, it's a thing in my life, you know, and stuff. Yeah. Then they're going to they're gonna treat it with this kind of uh, uh, starkness or, or, mm-hmm. or narrow view and stuff. But if you just go, hey, you know, it's just something I yeah, love it's and it's good. And, you know, I think it's always that idea, especially telling partners and stuff. Exactly. If you sit down and you're really intense about it and you're just like hey, you know, diapers are great. And I've always tried to bring that energy to any sort of experience because I know people get confused and they think it's this scary thing, but it's really, it's so mundane, especially in terms of a lot of kinks yeah. and stuff. And it's just, it's literally just wearing diapers and a lot of people do it. That's, even, yeah. you know what I mean? So, 
Yeah. That's the exact, like, ethos I took, like, telling, like, my mommy, live and everything. Like, I, I just said, yeah, I like like childish things i like cute things i like sippy cups and all that stuff like I, I just find it cute and everything like it's not a big deal and if you don't make it a big deal then it's not a big deal but if you're like i have the deepest of darkest secrets you'll hate me forever <laughs> once you know my deep yes. secrets like yeah you you, yeah. you set the stage like you choose what it looks like hmm. Yeah, the the I like the uh, what's not to like mindset. You yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. it's it works. What's not to know? like about it is great. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, really good advice. Thank you. All right. Um, <laughs> I wanted to actually um, ask you. So you go on a lot of these things, yeah. um, a lot like your relative, but a lot to me, who has never been <laughs> yeah, on anything. Right, right. Um, We've just been on our own show. <laughs> I, oh, we've been on Jazzy's show, so like we've been we, on that. We've got some cross platforms, but, but anyway. yeah, mostly nothing. Um, yeah, I I assume that a lot of the time you probably get boiled down to what it is that people want to know about you, which is mm-hmm. usually related to being baby and what that's like, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I wanted to ask you. What is something that um, it's 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 kind of like a, a thing that you like personally? Not yeah. it doesn't have to be kink. It doesn't have to be like uh, little. It doesn't have to be ABDL. Um, just like maybe a hobby or an interest or something that like you you you're really passionate about, but you never get to talk about because no one bothers to ask. Yeah, it's like a good like ha- yeah. That makes me very joyful to uh, to hear that because <laughs> I I am somebody who has a couple specific hyper fascinations you know yeah. and uh um and a lot of them a lot of them have to do with abdl but a lot of them don't i'm super into vinyl um oh, that's cool. not not like uh wearing vinyl no um, but like but, the records yeah yeah i used to work at tower records oh well and i super been... didn't yeah that did <laughs> not connect the way that i oh i i see I immediately thought yeah records. all right no okay go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I not only did I work at Tower Records, but I was also in one of their training videos. Um, oh, wow. And so I, yeah, so I, I go way back with all that. And uh, I love old theaters. Uh, I love um, just kind of uh, modern history and, and music history and stuff. That's uh, so cool. Film has is, is been something I've always been passionate about. And, and in many ways, uh, I, I was just saying to somebody on Twitter the other day, it's, you know, it's like ever, ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a storyteller, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I've always wanted to, to, to tell stories, be it my story or other people's stories, mm-hmm. but but evoke some sort of positive reaction in this world uh, through the means of storytelling. Uh, and so that's that's, you know, I mean, that's my passion. Uh, but uh, mainly, yeah, I just I'm just a big kind of uh, indie culture nerd. That's I love awesome. the 90s. Uh, Built to Spill is my favorite band, and uh, I just, I love them, and uh, I used to uh, follow some bands around the country and all that kind of stuff, and I just, I love music. I It's my big passion, and video games and, and all sorts of other stuff, but uh, but music and film are are my big things. Okay, okay, I have a, a follow-up question on the film stuff. I also sure. have a follow-up question on the film stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> what is your favorite movie like like it can be or, a... yeah more so if you don't have like a favorite favorite movie because yeah. sometimes that's the case yeah. um what's a movie you think that everyone you... should see Ooh, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, uh this might not make some people happy but i think annie hall is probably in my opinion one of the perfect films oh, wow. uh, uh 
I, I also think uh, Annie Hall just has this really beautiful emotion to it mm-hmm. and uh, realism about love and relationships that I think is wonderful. Though I can understand if you don't like Woody Allen, which I don't either, but <laughs> that movie I think is, is a beautiful uh, beautiful thing. Uh, I really like uh, films like Dancer in the Dark mm-hmm. and, and Michael Haneke films really to kind of um, Dancer in the Dark is one of my favorites. Uh, the the uh, Breaking the Waves as well. I like to distinguish between horror films, which I love, like Nightmare on Elm Street, and horrific films, <laughs> things like Dancer in the Dark yeah. and, and uh, Lars von Trier and stuff like that. So I tend to, I tend to sway towards more the realistic kind of films and okay. stuff. Uh, hmm. My favorite kind of movie is where nobody has a good time <laughs> and everything turns out bad. You know. Uh, uh, I just watched First Reformed for the second time. I think that's an incredible film, one of the best films I've seen recently. And uh, yeah, awesome. just good stuff. I love it. Yeah. Hmm, okay. I think I've seen none of those. Yeah, so. I've seen none of them. I've heard of them, at least. <laughs> yes, I've heard of a few of them, so I'll have yeah. to see them. I, I also like just watching movies, so mm-hmm. um, and I, I do see them as kind of like a little bit of an art form because I was like low-key film major I was college. I was a film major and for a while. It was just really fascinating to me, so I really like movies. Um, well, I, I cut my teeth at an at a independent theater. It was my, my first real job That's and cool. worked there for about six or seven years and uh, really kind of got immersed into the like just the independent ethos the kind of punk rock do it yourself yeah. kind of ethos and so that's that's super important to me yeah awesome and i never went to school or anything like that i just kind of figured it all out on my own and and i i uh so that's why i uh it takes so long to edit things oh no listen <laughs> oh, yeah. we're we're in that we're in the youtube tutorial age we're in the self learn era. to do it you, we don't Absolutely. we're gonna bypass yeah. this sort of capitalistic academian culture right we're, we're moving past we're gonna we're gonna evolve beyond this yeah to quote, to quote Godard, to be a true intellectual, you must, to be an intellectual revolutionary, you must revolt against intellectualism or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's really interesting. That's, that's my excuse for being a dumb boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the excuse. That. Awesome. So if anyone ever needs a good excuse, it's like, yeah, well, to be smart, you need to revolt against the concepts yeah. of being smart. That's why I'm a baby. <laughs> that's why I feed my pants. So next time someone calls me like, why aren't you? You need to grow up. I'd be like, I am grown up. I grow up by defying the concepts yeah. of grown up. Like, obviously. To be potty trained, you must rebel against potty training. <laughs> That's true potty training. Because only then have you made the conscious choice. That's, that's true power over yeah. the potty. It's uh, if you're not training the algorithm, the algorithm's training you. If you're not training the potty, the potty's training you. <laughs> okay, that's the episode name. The potty is training you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Oh. You guys are fun. <laughs> it's actually really nice getting to know stuff about you yeah. beyond like just very um uh, surface level like like yeah or stuff that Google. I could probably yeah stuff I could probably Google. Um, I think it's important to uh, to see people as real people. Yeah. I've always tried to be really down to earth and not. I follow people back on Twitter and stuff. I tried to because the idea of celebrity, I think, is is really destructive in our culture. Yeah, and uh, for sure. Um, Jesse Jesse Eisenberg said uh, the only 
the only people that will ever know how miserable it is to be a celebrity are the celebrities. And uh, so, you know, the idea of that being a goal that people should achieve, yeah. that reverence or, or that position of other people, uh, I, I, I don't seek it and I, I fear people who seek it, you know. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I also think that um, that idealization of others is, is a big issue in general. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, we wind up with that problem mm -hmm. a lot on our show because we, uh, I think to a lot of people seem like we live like that perfect, like yeah, baby, like commune, baby commune lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. We're just like 90% yeah. of the time normal people playing we Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild <laughs> like all night last yeah. night, no diapers were involved. <laughs> Um, yeah, people say, uh, people say, oh, gosh, I wish I could live like you, Riley. It's like if you, I mean, I, I have a great life. Yeah, I love my yeah. life. But, you know, yeah. you know, you're just like a normal it's, person. It's, like. The grass is always the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, Absolutely. And the grass is always greener because it's fake. <laughs> That's the, yeah. OK, do we have another thing? Um, yeah, I wanted to ask something that, um, actually when, when we were talking about topics to, to discuss on the show, um, is something that you brought up and I, uh, honestly don't know a whole lot about it, but, um, speaking as someone who, who does see things as, I guess, very artistic and try to approach things from that very, like, that kind of perspective of, of more than just like what things are rather mm -hmm. than what they're offering you. Um, I know you mentioned that you are really big on just like being kind of knowledgeable and kind of a nerd when it comes to diapers in general. <laughs> a diaper nerd. <laughs> uh, I diaper nerd. It's just it's okay. It was self-proclaimed. That's what she said in her email. Absolutely. I, like, I, I am a diaper, a diaper nerd. nerd. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm I surprised that email, I don't have a shirt so. that's a diaper nerd. So. Um, but I wanted to know sort of where your interests are in that. Like, what is it? What does that mean? And like, kind of what is it that you gravitate toward? And, and yeah. Um, yeah, what interests what, you about that? What does it even mean? And, and like, why? Why are you a diaper nerd? Riley Kilo, hashtag diaper nerd. Hashtag diaper nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am an absolute diaper nerd. And I think it comes from... Uh, I, I think people can approach this community at any time in their lives, uh -huh. you know, kind of like coming out as trans or queer or anything. People can find their loves. But for me, I have always been interested in diapers. Like, it is just a, a hyper fascination. Uh, okay. I always describe it to something like trains or numbers or something yeah. like that. Like, there is something inside of me that is just bloody fascinated by the things. And, okay. And not, not just people in them or because I think a lot of people their interest lies in people wearing diapers and stuff, but I just like the thing. And I have plenty of times uh, found comfort in myself uh, just to a diaper, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> like, just that's how I am obsessed with them. And, and I have a, a fetish kind of for them themselves, yeah. you know, which is just fabulous. Kind of like how somebody can get, just gets turned on by wearing lace or silk or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's a... There is something very textile and complete about diapers that fascinates me. Um, but outside of that, of course, there's the wearing aspect, um, which is, you know, uh, has its own thing, kind of like a um, kind of some of the same analogs as you would in the fashion world. Mm -hmm. You know, you can talk about fit and all that kind of stuff. So there's there's a whole rich tapestry of diaper stuff to talk about. But for me, it's like an inherent thing. Like I just 
you know, we all know about the diaper aisle and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. that that has always been just something that the the feel of the packages and you know how how when you become really attached to a, a person or an item like a stuffed animal mm-hmm. or something, and that when you when you touch that thing, there's like an electricity between you and the thing yes. or the person 100%. or something. It's just that you know uh, that's the way I feel about diapers and still feel that way. You know, mm-hmm. uh, to the to the extent of somebody who has touched a million packages of diapers, it's just <laughs> it's something that um, yeah, it's 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 love it's pure and simple love and um and it's uh it's a it's an unrequited love because you know i th- i throw them away as soon as i'm done with them well not 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 always as soon as i'm done with them but uh, i uh, i just you know i just am fascinated by them yeah. so much that i am wedding one right now so you know <laughs> that's gonna make a good sound bite <laughs> um Honestly, I actually kind of know what you mean. That's that's so interesting. Um, I <laughs> sometimes when I'm getting ready for bed or something, I'll just like pick up a diaper and I'll just kind of hold it, or I'll just like just hold it in my hands, just hold, mm-hmm. just touch it and hear it and feel it. And it's I don't know. There's like like you said that electricity. That just that 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 bond, that attachment. It's it's like a magnetism almost. Like <laughs> Like, and it really, yeah, it's not a explainable thing. I don't know why it's like that specifically. And granted, I, I know that a lot of it's attri- like the things I attribute to it and what mm-hmm. it means and blah, blah, blah. And the concept of wearing a diaper, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes it is literally just picking one up. Sometimes it is just walking through the diaper aisle at a store, knowing you're not going to buy anything, knowing mm-hmm. that like the, nothing here would even be good for you or fit you or make you happy it's just like sometimes just being there and seeing Mm -hmm. it and it's almost like a sense of nostalgia um but not specifically about like being a baby or being young but just a sense of nostalgia of just this thing that uh, i don't know your concept of love like that it's always sort of been that thing and it's here now and it's it's always kind of been there and yeah yeah I, I think about a lot like uh, I mentioned my favorite band being Built to Spill. Sometimes I am just way into them. I'll put on my headphones and I'll, I'll get my bong and I'll, I'll sit down and I'll listen to one of their records on vinyl. And it's like an immersive, wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I just throw on my T-shirt and I go out and stuff. And I still feel that same energy, but on, on different levels, you know. And sometimes I sometimes I want to do like Huel and Breaking Bad and just fill my room with diapers and lay on them and just, you know, just be big and, and just love my diapers and stuff. But other times it's more of just like, um, oh, hey, I'm going to the grocery store this morning. I'm going to throw on a diaper. And, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's, as we all know, it's, it's, it's everything to, it's all things to all men. Uh, and uh, it's just the idea of, um, it's just, a, again, a hyper fascination and try to explain love, try to explain something like that talk to a train person and say why why do you like trains so much and they'll say leave me alone i'm looking at trains and, and that's the way i feel a little leave bit leave me you alone know? i'm looking at diapers <laughs> yeah and I, I i i'm working on a project right now called abdl versus predators and in it i have this very specific line about i don't try to rationalize this thing and i think that it's fun to to spend the time and do the psychology and stuff like that but i'm not i'm not you know a clinician or or anybody who takes the uh the 
clinical path for things generally. So the idea of just being able to, to do this thing because it's a thing that we want to do mm -hmm. without trying to rationalize it or attach some sort of um, excuse to it, kind of like, oh, well, I need to do it. And I, I totally understand people who need to do it for mental health and, and stuff like that, but I don't feel like I need a reason to yeah. wear diapers. You hey, know? Uh, I, and like, from my perspective, as someone who is like clinically like associated with mental health and stuff uh, like i i have a like a license to do therapy and stuff i agree with you the amount of times i talk to people not specifically like apdl stuff but the amount of times i talk to people and they're like i don't know why i do this or where this comes from and i'm like listen you don't need to yeah. it doesn't have to be rooted mm -hmm. in trauma it doesn't have to be some big grandiose life event that made you do this there doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be some serious coping mechanism for you to enjoy something mm -hmm. if something makes you happy makes you feel good and it's not hurting anyone around you then like that's okay you don't you don't need a reason for yeah, everything. i've got to justify it uh iris dement the singer uh let the mystery be is uh, not just a great song but uh, uh something i've as a, as a young person growing up in religion i needed very quickly to learn that there are mysteries we don't know and mysteries that we need to ignore. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. Because growing up thinking about God and hell and and where my place and all that as a queer person was, I needed to to very quickly realize that there are there are things that will be told to me in life that are unexplainable and that uh, I. The more I try to rationalize these things, uh, the the. the, 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 the the rabbit hole gets less, you know, yeah. uh, less uh, beautiful the further down you go. And so sometimes, um, you know, it's it's good to self-analyze. I am the most self-actualized person in the world. People are sick of me self-analyzing <laughs> on my website. Um, but uh, I, uh, you know, it's it's just it's good to do that. But it's 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 very important to not limit yourself by that or limit yourself by other people's expectations or anything. For so, sure. Yeah. Putting yourself in a situation where like reason and like logic is your only source of like guiding yourself through the world mm -hmm. is really dangerous because like not only are you not going to understand a lot of things or being you're going to fall into positions where you don't know how to cope with that because a lot of the world is not understandable a lot of the things that we do is not understandable and maybe the argument there is well it's not understandable yet which fair maybe that's the case yeah. but it's not understandable <laughs> yeah. yet like like you can't rely solely on logic to dictate how you inter interact with the world around you mm -hmm. because you will fall into that spot of just not knowing what to do a lot of the time um, a lot yeah. of that comes from intuition. A lot of that comes from the acceptance of not knowing is an okay thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you said, it's good to self-analyze, good to figure out who you are, why you are the way you are. But at the end of the day, like belief comes down to you, it's a choice. Like, I mean, obviously there's information that goes into that. There's weightings, there's different things that say, I will believe this thing because of x evidence and because of x facts or because so and so said so and i trust them or whatever but at the end of the day to believe in something is to say that with all that with all that backing with all that stuff behind me now i i i say yes to this this mm -hmm. is now my thing that i i agree with or don't agree with and that's part of that that's incredible intuition of that that like you have to understand there's always going to be a factor 
that is subjective to, mm -hmm. to everything. So there's no way to ultimately purely 100% know why I like diapers. Like, oh, maybe it was this experience. Maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because of this mental health thing. Maybe it's because my uh, mom did this or my little sister said this or like, you know, and even if all of those <laughs> things are 100% true, you have no concrete proof that they are everything. Yeah. Like you need to have yeah. a small part of you that is willing to say, even though it is impossible to understand, I'm going to choose to accept this thing. For sure. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've always considered myself a, a sunny side up nihilist. <laughs> that I, I don't have any, any true belief structure outside of being kind to other people and making the world less miserable, you know? Uh, and so I think it's important to, to just be present, you yeah, know, yeah. just to know, know where you're at and what you're doing. And uh, sometimes it can be silly. You can have silly thoughts and believe in silly things and that's okay. My, my, my friend believes in fairies and I don't, but I love that they believe in fairies. Yeah. So. Like, honestly, I, I wholly agree with that. Um, I'm a nihilist. I believe in nothing. <laughs> See, nihilism definitely has those two sides of the coins where, like, the one is, like, uh, brooding with, like, the emo haircut, yeah, like, yeah. nothing matters. And then the other one is, like, slurping, like, a 7-Eleven slurping, <laughs> grinding on a skateboard like, across the curb. Like, yeah, nothing matters. It's cool. Nothing matters. <laughs> Well, you, you should have seen me back in the day because, you know, all my friends were punk and goth and, you know, just the toughest. I used to live with this band called the Secretions and uh, they uh, it was a situation where I was rebelling mm -hmm. by dressing like a normal person <laughs> and not getting tattoos and not getting piercings. And so everybody, counter, it always looked like the <laughs> It was, yeah, it was the opposite of the, the family picture where there's the one goth. It was like the one normal, you know, the, the little girl in the Munsters, the, yeah, the daughter yeah, in the yeah. Munsters who always dresses normal. That that was me, you know? Love and it. so I've always, I, I've always tried to avoid attaching myself um, to any specific ideology mm -hmm. and instead just uh, helping out where I can in in. Uh, ways that I think are good and I think uh, I think exploring your mental health and I think the ABDL community is good I yeah. think there's a lot of good here and I think the mission of the community uh, especially uh, like, kind of what you guys are mm -hmm. doing and 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 other groups is is self-betterment and to feel better about yourself and not just about this thing we do but just in general to feel better about yourself and and find a more comfortable peaceful place in this world and 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 moments of peace so yeah. i uh i i i say in the end of one of my most recent videos about uh kind of a bad actor in the community i say this community is worth protecting it's worth saving and i'm not i'm not the white knight of the community you know what yeah. i mean i'm not i'm no. not the defender of the community but i think it's important that there's a lot of vulnerable people in this community there's a lot of people that that have issues with self-confidence that comes from having kind of a shamed interest and stuff and again many of us were born with this mm -hmm. you know and I don't I'm not necessarily a born this way kind of person but the, I've had this interest my entire life as far back as I can remember and so that is something that I feel that we need to nurture and and have people kind of understand about themselves because I would be so lost and shameful if I wouldn't have just you know expressed myself and, and allowed myself to blossom here uh, as opposed to 
just beating myself up for the rest of my life about it. And I know that I'd be like 30 years old and doing some sitcom or something like that <laughs> and just completely depressed because I wanted to live this life, yeah. you know, and and whatever would have happened in the mainstream career and stuff of, of acting and everything like that, the, the you know, uh, that wouldn't have, I still would have been living the wrong life. Yeah. So, you know. Absolutely. And like, honestly, the fact that you came to your conclusions that led you to here to where you are now, I can say both like just on an intellectual level, understanding the way our community works, but also on a personal level, because it has personally affected me, like your choices, your path, the way the, the place you're at now has improved a lot of people's lives. Like it, yeah. it is by by putting yourself in the position you put yourself in you have created um that pathway for so many other people it's like it's like being in in a a, a wood and having the two paths in front of you and then you just pop out of like some random <laughs> like area and be like hey you know there's a path back here and there's we're like what path. there's another and then we like... <laughs> yeah you know i think if you can say in your life uh, uh, that you've done one good thing, then then you know you can die happy yeah. and stuff. And I, I I hope that I hope that what I've done here is a good thing, and, and I hope that I can continue. I know that I can be a controversial fi figure, and I know that I've made some mistakes and let some people down over the years. Um, but I really try to to be my best and and show that positive part of me and stuff. Because you know, I mean, we're all. We all have problems. Yeah. That stuff, road of I, betterment I, is not paved. It is littered with potholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I think I'm, think I'm doing good now and, and stuff. And, uh, and just a little thing I've, I haven't told anybody just for a little bonus <gasps> thing is that they are potentially rebooting my strange addiction. So, uh, Wild. about, a, about, about six months ago, I was in contact with the producers, and it's stalled now, but they're still actively doing it. And the uh, the producers are very queer and very open-minded, so I think it's going to be very... Uh, if it does get off the ground, which I doubt it will, honestly, mm -hmm. with the state of television and stuff right now, but for a while we were in talks and pitching and doing all that stuff again. And so, um, But this time it would be very much more... Positive um, and... Yeah, yeah, because, you know, jeez, look at... Look at everything that's changed in the last oh, 10 yeah. years, yeah. you know, gosh. You Honestly, know. that'd be really interesting. I think we need a lot more, like, supportive shows like that that can be yeah. that avenue for people. So Yeah, it, there's, it's such a good opportunity to be like, hey, look at how crazy it is that people live their lives in different ways. Look at all the expansive of human enjoyment and potential instead of look how wild and weird look how these weird people these are. people are like it's <laughs> well i i looked up on tiktok the other day and people are still losing their minds to that old my strange addiction thing what? and they're, they're what's what's so funny about it yeah there was a video on there the other day it was 500,000 views oh talking all about it and everything like that and it's just it's just cycle mill yeah. content mill you know but it was still just like this 25 year old it's like you know this, you know I'm 36 now, right? Like, this was, like, 11 years ago that this thing happened, you know? Uh, oh. But it's just so funny. It's, it's like, and they all go, I I hope Riley's okay wherever she is. Just look me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. everywhere. I have I have a People store. Are... You want to buy from it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's like, it's like, I'm fine. People are, in fact, sick of it. Uh, so, you know, they want to, you know, they want to, uh, it's just funny that 
I, I feel like I'm, again, under glass a little bit yeah. with these people and stuff. And it's like, you know, I'm a real person and you could just look me up, right? Yeah. You know? Hey, honestly, so. like, um, and I'm, we're, we're tangenting hard, so oh, I'm yeah. sorry, but... Um, I'm, I'm a writer. I, I write ABDL stuff. I've been writing ABDL stuff for 10 years. I've been releasing it for Congratulations. 10 years. Thank you. Um, I think it's actually been more like 12, but, um, I, it's, it's been such a, a big thing, especially as we have moved forward. Um, me and my co-writer putting, um, who's not me, who's not <laughs> Chloe. Um, but, uh, as we move forward and we, we grow as people and we look back on some of our old works and we're like, Hmm, that was kind of abusive. Like, oh, that was, that was maybe not good mental health. Um, but like it was what we needed at the time, both personally and it was a product of the time as well. But you'll always get um, flack for those. I will. Of course I will always get flack for those. <laughs> Um, but how we've changed and grown <laughs> as writers and like what we're working on now is literally a story about someone writing ABDL stories. And like, it's this insight mm. into what does this woman's life look like Behind outside of the, writing yeah. and like, how do the, the comments on the internet affect what she goes through in her personal life? How does her personal life affect the stories that people read? And it's that idea of it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, it's that idea of like, there's more there. There's more behind this random name on the internet behind this person that, that, basically wrote a hundred thousand words for you for free uh -huh. so you could enjoy <laughs> some some smut for no for nothing other than a few thank yous you know and like what would motivate yeah. someone to do that and like it, it's that idea of like hey let's let's really take a critical look at content creators yeah. as, as more than just what they make and as like actual people uh -huh. Yeah, I don't make any money off of the ABDL community. <laughs> uh, I I make all my money over at Stay Kinky and stuff. And granted, there's crossover, and this is a good way to to do people. But I don't really have a product yeah. or anything like that outside of just trying to make people feel good about themselves, which, is which I think is the that's the best product you can you can yeah, get. Genuinely. You know, but but you know, but I also make all my money off of, not all of it, but you know, I make a good portion of my money off of the internet. So I have to, you know. Be careful yeah. and uh, be thoughtful and stuff. But I like the idea of an ABDL adaptation, if you're familiar with the Charlie Kaufman film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just think that it's it's something that people need to understand a little better is the the people that put their time and energy into the stuff. And even our Patreon, which like we make money to... Uh, <laughs> we make money from the ABDL community and then what maybe half of that money goes right back into the community mm -hmm. either paying for our new podcast equipment or um paying for the the site that we use to uh sponsor like our, our show and Giving stuff putting the ability um, to write as often as she does yeah uh and like it it all comes back to like being filtered right back into what we're doing and then mm -hmm. i also know other people who have patreons who are like writers or content creators and they they live off that amount just for the sole purpose of being able to do it more just being mm -hmm. able to be like oh i write these yep. stories i get money from the community and now i can write more stories for the community and um, even in this era of things being very paid and things, ha people having Patreons and stuff, I, I probably 90% of the people I know still release all their content for free anyway, just like mm -hmm. on a slight delay. So it's almost like, Hey, if you want to support me, like our Patreon, mm -hmm. like this show is free and like all yeah. our writing is free. 
um, and you just go on there to support us and we get so much support so much love and, and just people who are like we want to give you some money to so you can keep doing the things you're doing and it's so nice to see that sort of back and forth between content creator and like consumer mm -hmm. um, that I feel like maybe five years ago we didn't really have for sure oh yeah the, and you guys you guys deserve every bit of it you know <laughs> and the the idea that we have this kind of economy now that we can just send money easily online oh, and yeah. everybody's got a Kofi and stuff. It is just, it's, it's incredible. Uh, and it really is blossoming a lot of people and a lot of people that I see that have really tried to double down and, and really make a lot of money real quick in this community. They burn out real yeah. quick. Oh, yeah, for and sure. so it's the people who are really present and trying to grow and make friends and, 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 uh, share those feel-good vibes like I feel like you guys very much are. Thank you. Um, those are the people who prosper and stick around. And, and those are the people who, I, I, you know, they get my respect, surely. Yeah, I think when you're going to create content for a community, then, like, that community is also your, your, uh, your audience in a mm -hmm. sense that you're there to uh, make sure that they get what they're looking for. And if you're there just to like get big, make money, blah, 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 community members tend to kind of feel that yeah, and not get super yeah. invested. And then those people burn out. And like, it's, it's about the only reason we're, I think we're pretty big. I think we're one of the bigger ABDL podcasts. And I think the reason Definitely. is we just go into it wanting to just help and, and mm -hmm. do better and help other people feel better. And what we get out of it isn't really anything other than knowing we did good. And that that's nice. For sure. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's neat that that there's little pockets of this community and stuff. But I, I have always tried to keep it flat, you know, <laughs> just try to keep everybody kind of on the same level sure. and everything like that. And and I I. I don't know. I always appreciate that vibe. So, yeah. Hmm. So we're talking about... I think you guys are right. So we're talking about Riley being like a diaper nerd, right? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> totally the topic that we're still on. We didn't... Yeah, right? That's what we're talking from about. That. So, um, okay. I, I think I got all my questions in, though, that I wanted to ask and, like, really yeah. did, the, did the thing. We did right? it. Um, Solved it. We did the thing. <laughs> we solved interviewing. Yeah. We don't have a bet. Oh, Right. Okay. So usually with um, interviews, we just tend, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but um, Riley, do you have an idea for uh, a bet idea? Well, as much as I like the idea of you both staying in diapers, I think <laughs> I do. Yeah. I think I, let me see. I, I think I do. How about, how about we do the uh, popular TikTok game uh, or whatever the two, uh, two truths one lie. Oh yeah, that game like invented that? by TikTok. Yeah, it the didn't TikTok exist game. Yeah, that's TikTok. The, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Oh my god, TikTok. I'm I'm not on TikTok because it's just oh jeez. Oh no, I'm. I'm <laughs> with you. Um, but uh, yeah, so let me see. Two truths, one lie. Okay. So, uh, um, you know this. So is, I tell you three things. Yeah, this yeah. is going to be a wild ride because I we went into this. Um, this interview and I was like yeah this will be a pretty normal like good interview blah yeah. blah blah and like I've learned so much just wild <laughs> stuff about you so, right? so now I'm sitting here thinking the like the baseline's gone <laughs> yeah like the, like you you're, you're gonna say three things and all of them are both gonna sound like just outrageous lies but now also I'm gonna be thinking like could no be. they could all be true could be okay but yes okay, yeah all right so 
Two truths, one lie. So uh, I'm going to say three statements, and one of them is a lie. Okay. okay. So. And we're trying to, we're each going to take a guess at which is the lie. Yeah. And if we, Absolutely. if neither of us get it right, then we'll, we both lose. If we, if we both get it right, do we both lose? No, we'll have to pick different ones. Okay. We have to pick different yes. ones. Okay. 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 Um, okay. First statement. I used to live in the South South Bronx. Okay. Okay. Second statement. I used to sell mushrooms to Polly Shore. <laughs> third, <laughs> third statement. What? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and I started my first business at 13 years old. So which one is a lie? Did I? Okay. Uh, Nature reaction. Did I? I'm, I'm over here like the mushroom one, right? But you see, that makes me think like that's... That's, that's like not that's, yeah, it, you know. But I it is really outrageous <laughs> too. Oh. Okay, which one do you want? Um. Mm. <laughs> okay, what were they again? Okay, uh, she used to live in the South South Bronx. Uh huh. Used to sell mushrooms to Polly Shore. Uh huh. <laughs> and and started her first business at thirteen. I'm going to pick, uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the last one. The, the Started business the business one? at 13. And the reason why is because when people specify numbers like that, it's usually like part of a truth. So I'm thinking you, like maybe it's the lie. You throw psychology into okay, here. Okay, but, but, but listen, so it could be like maybe like she started her own business, but at 14 or 12 oh or like God. whatever like that. Get but it's out. not 13. So that's why I'm thinking that one. Okay. Okay. What's, what's your bet? I never knew you were going to use psychology. <laughs> I know. I'm, that's no fair. Right? I didn't think there was going to be psychology. I didn't think she was going to cheat either. <laughs> you could have picked first. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm going to... Okay, I just... I think we're both going to assume the Polly Shore thing is true. So I'm going to do the, the Bronx <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, yep. Who... Uh, you you absolutely nailed it. Uh, I started my first business at 15. Oh, oh my God. Yes, you yes. You I told you. Psychology. I told you. Listen, again. That's no fair. You you changed you you changed the result by measuring it. So you changed the result by measuring it. It was it's actually really interesting because the fact that you said South South Bronx mm-hmm. made me think like okay, well maybe it's actually like North North like, like when people get too specific, that's like but see see the other one could have been like, okay, well, maybe she sold mushrooms to someone else. Oh or maybe God. she sold, like, weed to <laughs> Polly or something. This is why so, I like, never win that's, this game. Okay, the best lies are ones based in truth. So you want to be looking for the slight interval things, you I know? I don't look at any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do promo for uh, for Polly Shore back when he was doing his Polly Shore is Dead tour. That's and so, crazy. Yeah, I, uh, him, him, and Jesse Camp and uh, Wee Man. That's so uh, from cool. Jackass. We used to always kind of hang out in downtown Sacramento. And stuff. Okay, absolutely see, wild. like you have, like that's such a great, <laughs> powerful story to have. Yeah. Like that's so cool. <sighs> yeah. All right, okay. so I won. I, yeah, I, you I, win. I try to compartmentalize that stuff a little bit because you know it's, uh, but some of the stuff that has happened in my life is so ridiculous that it, it's it's it's. You know, yeah. it's, oh, it's, listen, when I, I when I you. when I repeat them, people go, nah, that doesn't all add up. It's like, yeah, it does. It's just I've lived a very long, insane life. Oh, for, for sure. sure. But not 
not to use ableist language. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand. Um, no, like, I get you, like, the one of the ones I always choose for my two truths and a lie is, like, that I can say my alphabet faster backwards than I can forwards, and that's, like, a true truth for me. Uh-huh. Because my mom <laughs> taught me my alphabet backwards, so, like, I'm really good just to, like, mess with me because that's how my mom is. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, Gosh, that is a that is a whole can of worms. Oh yeah, there. we can't. We can't. <laughs> We've it. had enough psychology this episode. <laughs> okay, um, um, but yeah, like having yeah. having really ridiculous things be true. Like I like that we both assumed that yeah, was the yeah, true yeah. one. Okay. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's stranger than stranger than fiction. Right? <laughs> okay, we we have to wrap it up. Okay. Yes. Our, it's been a long half hour. <laughs> yeah, our next half hour show. Um, but, uh, first and foremost, uh, Riley, thank you so, 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 so much for being here and coming on here and also for everything you do for the community and also for like personally inspiring me when I was younger and when you were 18, when I was 18 (laughs) and no younger and, um, (laughs) it's just absolutely really cool to, to be able to have this conversation with you. Yeah, and I really appreciate you guys you guys having me here. You know, on a quick personal note, uh, I, I quit drinking uh, over three years ago. Congratulations! And um, and, and since then, I, I there was a time when I stopped taking interviews and, and things like that because I didn't feel like I could express myself in a way that was good or right. Yeah. And so now... Uh, it's it's taken a long time, and so uh, but now I feel like I'm in a position where I can start reaching out and expressing myself without any sort of uh, liabilities or anything like that. And so it's it's if if I were uh, if I were given the choice of a way to make my grand debut again, this is the perfect oh, opportunity. So, so thank you so much. That's like the sweetest That's thing so ever. Um, anyway, (laughs) if you want to support, uh, us at the usual bet or anything that we do, you can do so by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Where? Patreon.com slash Sophie and Pudding. Um, if you want to support Riley Kilo, you can do so by going to, what were your websites? Uh, com and, uh, my business card for my NSFW 18 plus kinky stuff is a staykinky.com. Awesome. Incredible. Um, and then transcaping for trans stuff if you're interested in just transgender stuff. Yes, and I think that like that's just a great resource to give out to people in general. For so. sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Twitter, right? Uh, we have Twitter a Twitter. It's at the usual bet or individually at the usual Sophie or at the usual Chloe. Riley, do you have a Twitter? Riley Barbecue on Twitter. Okay, so for as long as Twitter is a thing. We'll see. And <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can find us there. Um, hopefully, at least it makes it till we air this episode. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that ship is sinking. Is that? Did we? Do we do the things? Can I do the outro? Email. Oh, email. You can email us at the usual mailbox at gmail.com if you have anything to say to us, Riley. If people want to email you, where can they email you? There's a uh, form on my website that you can fill out, and uh, it'll send an email directly to to you on staydiaper.com. Oh, wonderful! Oh. Awesome. Okay, that's it. So that's that's it. Oh, you got to do thank you yeah. to, to people. Thank you, Mimi, for help with our theme song. Thank you, Juice, for our wonderful cover art. You can find him at Patreon.com/slash/JuiceBoxArt. And thank you, Kimmy. Thank you, Kimmy, <laughs> for not being on this episode. I, um, I I'm can't. sure you wanted to, but like, it really helps to reduce our number of people for interviews 
Um, both for our ADHD <laughs> and for my editing time. Yes. Yeah, so uh, you can find Kimmy at bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. And that's it. That's episode. All right. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Thank you, Riley, for a wonderful episode. Thank you for having me. And Juicebox is great. I love Juicebox. Yeah, he's fantastic. He, he, he does, voice. like, all the art for, like, all of our stuff. Like, not only my books, but also our podcast art is by him mm-hmm. as well. Um, for season one yeah. and season two. Season one, that's not really right. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, he's got it. We're in season three now, right? He has to do new art. No, it's, it's like, the hun- we do it at 100, so we switch oh, no. to 100. Okay, so when we get to 200, we're, we're then we get there. a new art again. Okay. It's, like, unlocked. We have to, we have to get enough experience points. Um, <laughs> you guys are so cute. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank thank you everyone for listening. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.